I call it luck. In my experience, there's no such thing as luck. Canto Bite Dispatch. Today I'm Brittany and joining me today, as always, is my friend Emily Lynn. Hi Emily! Hi Brittany! How are you? I am okay. How are you doing? I'm doing okay too. We've made it to March. Um, departure month from United States to Europe. So a lot going on. I um, am freaking the fuck out. I'm trying not to think about it and it's so far it's going really well but unfortunately it's making me think about other things I don't want to think about so I'm just like I want to think about the trip I want to think about the Airbnb I just booked in Normandy but it's like no other things keep happening like it just it's it's been so busy but I mean I I I just had the best week of my career last week I just got back from Disney I'll talk about that so like there's just a lot going on I'm, I'm traveling to Sacramento on Friday gonna be there for the weekend so there's a bunch going on so it's kind of hard to just like do nothing i mean i can't even remember the last time i went to the grocery store like that's how busy i've been yeah no i'm just like i don't i don't i don't like doing new things i like to know like exactly like step by step like the process that i need to take to do the thing that i'm doing and so like going you know overseas for the first time like i'm not doing great with it hmm like, I just wish I was traveling with somebody, but the only person I would want to travel with, I'm traveling to, so that doesn't really work out. I mean, it's not exactly cost-effective for him to fly over here so that he could fly back with me, but maybe, yeah, that's hard. maybe if we win the lottery, then he could do that. That's a great idea. That's a great thing to do with the lottery. I know the guy that just won the two-point-whatever-billion just bought a $22 million mansion in LA, and I'm like, you know, good good job buddy i don't know if i would do that in that location but you know what power to you yeah no um yeah so yeah in three weeks i'll be in scotland that's weird i know i'm still trying to figure out my nightmare of my schedule because i mean i land in london around like one or two o'clock and then I take the train from London to Paris at like seven o'clock. And I made it so late because it's like, I don't know if my flights are going to get delayed, you know, but I mean, I'm going to be hanging out anyways, because it doesn't take a time for me to get from the airport to the Eurostar anyways. So 
I don't know, maybe we'll go somewhere, get a couple drinks, like hang out. I mean, we're in London for God's sake. We'll, we'll find something to do for a couple hours. Yeah, I'm doing the thing right now where I'm like, okay, so I'm like, I'm flying to London and then to Edinburgh. So then I'm doing like, like okay, like, so I got it because I'm going from an international flight to a domestic flight. So I got to do like go through customs and then re go through to my domestic flight. And I'm just like, Jesus fucking Christ. Like, that's just another thing to worry about. I'm like, if this gets delayed at all, like, I just am concerned about time and shit like that. I know. That's why I booked everything so late. Like, you know, I'd rather be waiting around versus, like, being nervous. So, like, I gave myself that wiggle room because, like, I know myself and I know what I'm going to be stressing about. And, like, looking at my watch, looking at my phone, like, being like, we got to make it here. So, I don't know. I'll find a pub. I'll find I'll find something to do. You know, cat cafe. I don't fucking know. I'll find something. I keep going back to cat cafes for some reason. I don't know why. You know, when I think of London, I think of like the London Eye, you know, Big Ben and like cat cafes. That's very strange. Don't ask me why. I don't know why. I mean, we have cat cafes here, but I, I, I just think like just London cats are just like distinguished <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Uh, yeah, I'm just, I just want to be there, you know, like I don't, like if I could just jump to being there, that would be great. It's the, everything else I got to do before then. And then it's the getting there. And I was like, you know, when I was booking my flight, I mean, because I'm losing five hours, taking an 11 PM flight makes sense. Cause then I'm getting there, you know, the next afternoon instead of like losing a whole day. Mm -hmm. Cause then we, you know, we can like go to a hotel we can get dinner we can relax and then like be up and at it the next day but i'm also just thinking oh there's no way i'm actually going to sleep on that flight my my the idea was oh it's an 11 p.m flight you can sleep on the plane so you don't feel completely like shit and i'm like there's, there's no way i want to sleep oh i'm doping myself up with 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 like melatonin of course like i'm I'm going to, I can fall asleep anywhere. Like I've, for some reason, like I have that like God given talent where you give me the floor and a purse and I'll be able to like knock out for a couple hours. Like I can, if I'm like feeling okay, but if I'm stressing out, then I'm just awake no matter where yeah. I'm in. Yeah, I know. It's, it's the longest flight too I've ever been. I mean, you too. I mean, it, it's, I mean, it's how not, long is it for you? It's like seven hours it's not that much difference than if i were flying to california it's like an oh, hour okay. more yeah i think mine's like 11 hours yeah it's a lot yeah you know there's pros and cons living in california and the, the biggest con is being so far away from everything else i mean sure we have you know cool things in california but it takes a long time to travel to other places now i think our hawaii flight was like six hours i think the longest flight was to new york i flew there a couple of years ago and that flight was horrible it was a red eye and there were a bunch of like kids like doing like a summer camp thing where they're going from Ooh. like california and like they were just like going like they were they were up all night they did not sleep yeah like, they're all jacked up on caffeine, which, like, God bless them. But I was, you know, I was, you know, late teens, early 20s. I think I was late teens. So, like, you know, angsty, you know, college kid. So, I regret. I regret it. But, yeah. 
what have you been up to lately? Oh, let's see, not a ton. Um, I went and I saw the new uh, Guy Ritchie movie because I like to watch Jason Statham hit things. I Ooh. find it very satisfying and pretty sexy. And that was fun. It was much less racist than his last movie, which was pleasant. And there wasn't a rape scene. So all in all, a lot better movie. Uh, it, like, it's not great. It's, it's Jason Statham in a Guy Ritchie spy movie. It's kind of exactly what you expect that movie to be. Uh, that happens to be a thing that I like. So I was happy with it. Uh, Hugh Grant is eating all of the scenery in the world. It is beautiful. Um, Aubrey Plaza's in it. She's having a good time. I like the fact that unlike most movies of this type, she does not hook up with Jason Statham, which is good because he's like 20 years older than her. So that was good. Uh, Josh Hartnett is in this movie and kind of steals it, which I was not expecting because, I mean, it's Josh Hartnett. And when is the last time you ever thought about Josh Hartnett? But he's playing this uh, like Hollywood megastar that they that Jason Statham and Aubrey Plaza rope into helping them with their spy mission because Hugh Grant is this like weapons dealer billionaire who is a big fan of his so they need him to get him into like a party and he's just really funny in it so I saw that I saw on the recommendation of one Brittany Brown's father I saw Megan a movie I was planning on watching at some point anyway, but then I got a text from Brittany saying, my dad wants to know if you've seen Megan. Because <laughs> he thinks you'll he thinks you'll really like it. And now he's apparently like the biggest Megan fan. I don't know how this well actually I know how it started. So um I went to my parents' house two weekends ago because, like, my, my mom had texted me being, like, just basically, like, we miss you. Come over. You know, something like that. So I was like, okay. Like, Carlos had wanted to go see, like, Cocaine Bear or something with one of his friends. But one of his friends got COVID. And I told Carlos, whatever. I was still going to my parents' house. So we spent the whole day together. Went to an estate sale. Funny enough, the one of the estate sales we went to was – um, formerly a neighbor, a next door neighbor of the of the Disney family. Oh, so they had like you f- like family album books of like them with like the Disney's. Like it was kind of cool, you know. Got some uh, Christmas and Halloween and Thanksgiving decor from them. So thank you, family. Um, and then my dad was talking about Megan because he's been talking about Megan for a while because he thinks it's funny how she dances. Um, and he's like, I really want to see Megan. And it's on it's on TV. He's like, I don't know why it's on TV, but I really want to see it. And I'm like, okay. So we put on the movie. And, you know, of course, like the first like 15, 20 minutes, like kind of explaining like how everything happens. Like he's like, this is terrible. But then like we get to like the juicy stuff, like, you know, what happens in the middle and the end of the movie. And he's laughing the whole time. You know, and the movie ends, and he's like, that was a great movie. My mom looks at him like, the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Carlos had answered the phone because like, his sister called him, too, during the movie. He's like, oh, thank God. 
I gotta walk away and answer this. Yeah, you know, I I thought it was funny. I thought it was funny for what it was. Um, you know, like it's you know it's not too long. There's some good like. I watched the unrated version, which I think is the way to go because it's a little more violent. Because that's the one thing is it's like movies like that need to be a hard R because they need to be violent. And this Megan is even the unrated version. is not. I need like one more real good violent kill. But it was I had a good time with it. And I thought the the chick who plays the, the kid is good. I liked her. And I think that I was looking up how... Um, about the the girl who actually like does the movement for Megan and stuff, and she's this dancer who apparently like taught herself to do all kinds of like special shit for the for the role. Like when she does that, when she's knocked down and she does she, down in the woods, and she does that thing like where she stands up, like rolls her body up like a snake without using her arms. Apparently, she just like did that. And I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ. She's 12 years old. It's crazy. I didn't realize that Ronnie Chang, because I mean, I've recognized that. I'm like, why do I recognize that guy? I look at him like, it's a fucking Ronnie. It's funny. I didn't know he was in it until you texted me that he was in it. So then I'm like, oh my God, I can't wait to see Ronnie. He's, in, he's really funny in it too. He's such an asshole in that movie. Good for fucking Ronnie. Him and his buddy Steel. I mean, Steel's been a couple extras in some shows and, you know, Ronnie's in the movies. Like, what's better than this <laughs> i yeah he just i you know i've only met him like briefly a couple of times but he seems like a really good dude so i'm happy to see him succeeding in things yeah but megan was fun it was very campy um it was scary at times but like it it knew what kind of movie it was oh yeah absolutely and you know that's sort of the, the, like the the that's why they put that dance in the trailer and everything is because that's exactly the kind of mood they were going for. But oh no, I liked it. I'll happily watch Megan too when it comes out. Yeah. Oh, my dad will too. He'll be the first one in line. <laughs> and then he'll immediately ask me if Emily's seen it. Yeah, we were at dinner and he's like, Has Emily seen Megan? She would like Megan. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. You did tell him that I liked it, right? Yeah, I did. And he's okay. like, Oh, he said, Oh, of course. Who wouldn't? <laughs> so funny yeah just it was like of course emily likes it (laughs) oh my god what else have you been up to um i went to disneyland last saturday how was that it was it was fine you know like it was weird because it I've been going to downtown Disney so much, like, the past, like, couple years, like, since, like, COVID happened. So, you know, I was over there, and I got to the gates and everything, and I was, like, expecting this, like, dramatic feeling of, like, being let in the gates again and, you know, walking through the doors or walking through the little ticket exchange area, but... Instead, I was running because Carlos left his phone in the car, so we had to catch up with everyone. So we're like running into, you know, the the ticket area and then running into Main Street. I'm just like, oh, okay, I'm here now. So that was funny, but um, yeah, it was it was fine. It was one of those. It it was weird because yeah, I had spe- I had expected it to be like this like magical experience, but like oh no, it made me kind of sad because like. A lot has changed there and you know I don't like the reservation system mm-hmm. like how I feel about the Walt Disney Company has really changed these last couple of years and I really think that that has like truly stayed with me 
Because I know for a little bit, I had this bit where I was saying that, you know, I didn't want to go to the parks until Trepec was out. And, you know, I did mean that. And I, I, I said no to a bunch of Disney trips, you know, that you know, my family had planned or, you know, especially Celebration whenever, when we had the Star Wars night. Like, I refused to go because I'm like, fuck Trepec. Fuck what he's doing. Fuck what he's saying. And, you know, I'm disappointed in the company. And I still am. So, yeah. I mean, not much has really changed. Um, the the new lightning lane or fast pass system can get fucked. I've it, it just sounds baffling and annoying. I wasn't even in charge of it. My my sister who she used to work for Disney, she knows the whole system. She was basically our tour guide the whole time because we would just go on ride after ride after ride. I'm pretty sure that she purchased a lightning lane for um, Rise of the Resistance. And it was very funny because my dad didn't know that all those stormtroopers were fake. Like we went out to um, dinner or brunch the next mor- the next morning, and he was like showing pictures to everyone. He's like, "Yeah, and some of these are real." And we're like, "Dad, they're not real. <laughs> None of them are real." He's like, "Some of them are moving their heads." I'm like, oh, "Those are those are just puppets." But. Yeah, it was fun. There's a lot of us. There's seven of us total. I think that's the biggest group I've gone with mm-hmm. in a long time. It was fun being there with my family. My mom wanted to get those like little silhouette things done where like they they like draw our heads and they shade them, and so we had to go in there and do all that. So that was fun. It was busy because it was a Saturday. You know, we watched the new parade. A magic happens, and Emily, this is a big parade because they debuted it um, February of 2020. And then COVID happened. And then they released, like, the soundtrack. And everyone's like, oh, my God, magic happens. Like, can't wait to be able to see it. And then, like, they finally just started, like, um, showing the parade. And it's a pretty good parade. It's very diverse. You see a bunch of, like, different characters, like, from Coco, from Frozen, you know, from... God, I'm forgetting what other movies. The Sword and the Stone. I'm like, wow, that's an old one. You see Princess and the Frog um we see god just a bunch of different movies like it was it was cool to see like how diverse it was it's like oh cool it's not every white disney princess like awesome so the floats were phenomenal too i'm like damn they put a lot of money into this but yeah it was fine i wish i would have felt more magic but i just think that my day was kind of rushed there i think that if i had like a second to like you know drink my hot chocolate and just calmly walk through Main Street. Like, I I would have been content, but it was hard to walk through Main Street because it was so busy. But I can't wait to compare it to my uh, Disneyland Paris trip that I will be going on in just a short couple of weeks. Yeah, something new. New Disney. Yeah. New Disney trip. Yeah, I'm, I'm stoked for that. I'm a little nervous because of the crowds because um, I'm not sure how, like, spring break works over there. Um... It's the weekend or because we're going like a Monday and Tuesday, like right before like Good Friday. So I'm not sure how busy it's going to be. Oh, yeah. I don't no know. Idea. I don't know either. So hopefully it won't be too bad. I'll have to ask my uh, Disney Paris expert, David Strutt, about that. Oh, there you go. Good man, Strutt. But yeah, just had a really good week last week at work. Won a couple awards. Won That's a- great. 
done a bunch of things. I know it's funny because when I worked at the casino, like I never really got anything. You know, I was there for almost 10 years and, you know, I, I you know, it'd be like, oh, like here's a pin for your years of service. And then I've been with, you know, the 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 people I've been with for a little under two years now. And they're like, here's this award. Thank you so much for all you're doing for us. Here's this. Here's that. And it's just, it's like, it's really nice to like feel appreciated. Yeah. Like good. I've never felt that before in a job. So that's really nice. It makes me feel like an adult, you know, doing things like going out to dinner to celebrate my achievements, you know, like just <laughs> cool adult things, you know, purchasing, not, pur- I didn't, I haven't done a big purchase. I should, I should purchase something to not only celebrate, um, you know, my achievements, but purchase something so that I end up spending more than $4,000 so I get my extra points on my credit card. <sighs> well, have you been watching anything lately other than Megan? Uh, let's see. I'm keeping up with Shrinking. That is a show that gets better every week. Uh, I just watched the newest episode written by Brett Goldstein who plays Roy Ooh. Kent and also writes like on Ted Lasso. And it is a really good episode. Uh, Harrison Ford should get an Emmy for it. He has a, he's like both really funny and then has this like heartbreaking scene at the end of the episode. Um, but yeah, no, I love that show a lot. Highly recommend it. Other than that, um, not really. Uh, Ted Lasso comes back next week. How exciting. I'm very we need excited. some good. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, and Top Chef comes back tomorrow night. So, yeah, I have stuff to watch. That's great. Um, yeah. Mostly we have negative Star Wars news, as in we are learning about things that are not going to happen. Um... Patty Jenkins' movie seems to be either reshelved or was never actually off the shelf and is kind of in limbo. Uh, it looks like Kevin Feige's movie isn't happening anytime soon. Um, Taika's still working on his, but that's about it. Uh, they don't have anything going that is known about. I mean, maybe there'll be a surprise at Celebration and they'll announce something. But I also feel like if both Jenkins and Feige's movies aren't happening, they might be real gun shy about announcing anything. If it's just going to get canceled in a year. I want to be nice about what, what I'm thinking. Cause like my brain's thinking like, why are they doing this? Like why? I just think it's so strange that all these projects are announced and then, like, they end up not happening. Like, who does that? Like, why has Lucasfilm become this? I mean, we've talked about it before. Like, part of the problem is it used to be we didn't know about projects beforehand. And so then if projects got canceled, they were, like, projects get canceled all the time. You just don't know about them. But also, like, it is just a serious problem now. Like, get a fucking movie going. It's insane. Yeah. It's so, it's so weird. I'd rather just be kept in the dark. Like, I, I, I think 
I hate hearing about rumored this happening and never mind, just kidding. Like, I feel like I hear that so much. It's just, it's like I'm set up for disappointment. Yeah. You know what? Hit me up when you actually start filming. I know like things can still happen after that, but if we can just start a movie filming, I feel like that would be like a real big, like breakthrough for Star Wars right now. Yeah. Like I know that they're filming the Acolyte, which is awesome to see and i think that even like daisy ridley was on set too and had some like good things to say and you know just some other miscellaneous stuff going on with that and obviously like skeleton crew with jude law playing cgi children yeah 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 i don't know i mean (sighs) i just i i hope we get something announced at celebration that's good but they just need to get there shit together yeah they really do because it's like what's there hasn't been a star wars movie in so long like i that sucks like i want to be able to go to the theaters and see a star wars movie like i want to be able to have that excitement like i want to actually like something from star wars that is an andor and bad bad chicken you know like i i want to be excited like i hate kind of being like this like thing you know this kind of star wars grinch but, yeah, but it's hard yeah. not to be when exactly when things get keep keep getting canceled, and other things <clears throat> are really bad. Cough, cough, Mandalorian. Cough, cough, cough. <clears throat> yeah, I feel you. I have that same cough too. <laughs> I have. I've only seen the first episode of Mandalorian. Um, I watched it this weekend because I just like didn't care. Um, mm-hmm. and then I watched it and went, "Well, why would I care?" You know what I would have cared about is if we open up on the season of the Mandalorian, and he just doesn't know what to do with himself because he didn't ha- doesn't have his his little his little son the little baby Yoda anymore, and he doesn't know what to do, and so he's kind of lost. And we're just getting some sort of of you know uh, payoff for the very emotional finale that we had. Even if I didn't love everything about that finale, I, I liked that the idea of of them being separated. I thought was really good and the potential to do something really interesting with. And instead what they decided to do was like send us on a little star Wars RPG adventure where it's like, Oh, you need to go get this droid. Oh, we can't get that droid. Oh, now we got to go get a part for that droid. Um, also we'll see Bo-Katan who was apparently just for the past two years been hanging out in this empty castle pouting. Cause she is the worst. It's, it's pretty bad. It's like I I see praise online and I'm just like, oh, it's just it's like I can't say it's like watching a video game because I see fucking Pedro Pascal in The Last of Us and I'm fucking blown away. Emily, like you, you need to catch up on some no. of those episodes. No, been- I'm never watching that show again. It's I just I don't like that shit. I don't care There's- how good it is. I don't like it. There wasn't any zombies yeah, but this care. last episode. I don't like, it's still post-apocalyptic. Everybody's terrible all the time. I hate that shit. It's not like interesting. It's not fun. It's just like, let's see how fucking dark and depressing we can be. Yeah. It's so fucking wanky. Pedro's doing a goddamn good job, though. God bless that Yeah, he's man. good. The cast is good. I just don't like what it is. Like, it's good at what it does. I just don't like what it does. 
what bums me out though, like watching The Mandalorian though, is like I have to remind myself, like Pedro Pascal's in this. Brittany, you really like Pedro Pascal, so you know, maybe you should be a little more positive about The Mandalorian. But then I see, you know, the the dark TV screen, the past two episodes and everything being dark and gritty and caves and... Look, man, I don't care. You could put fucking Lawrence Olivier in it. If you don't give him anything to do, like, it's not going to be good. I'm bored. Like, I am severely bored, like, watching these last two episodes. Like, there's some funny moments, you know, Grogu trying to grab Babu Freak. Yeah, like <laughs> Babu the Freaks, they were cute. Yeah, the bad baby. Bad like, baby. That- <laughs> no squeezy. Oh, that was, I think that was my favorite part of the episode. And that's it. Because well, I just, I can't, after that finale, to have this be your, like the setup of your new season, it's just, I like, look, I mean, there's not anything else to say about it except. It is hilarious to me that they didn't even include them being reunited in the previously on. I can't even imagine how baffling that is for people. I mean, I know you want to get people to watch Book of Boba Fett, but they're not even going to know that there's a thing to watch because you didn't show it. or even like So when they didn't show it in the previously ons, I thought, oh, maybe we're going to get a flashback. No. Just completely unexplained to people who didn't watch that show which is a lot of people i i know it is boring i agree like i i wasn't a fan of how they kind of left you know the last season the last season of mandalorian like you know the whole kind of fan servicey thing like bringing in the big luke skywalker cgi man here to save the day and then just having a break from mandalorian for the past two years has like really kind of like challenged me is it you know like what kind of content i want from star wars like what what do i like from star wars and like i feel like these past like couple years have like really showed like what what things I like and what things I don't like and being more comfortable stating the things I don't like, which unfortunately now like the Mandalorian kind of falls under that because I feel like, you know, these past two episodes have just been like lazy writing. I don't really, it's not really entertaining what's going on right now. Um, You can only have Grogu do so many cute things. I don't know. Cause I see what Andor gave us and Andor was just so beautifully written and beautifully portrayed and you know it was it was rough to watch at times because of like it was sad what was going on and everything and i'm glad that we're having this kind of like lighthearted fun with mandalorian like but i mean but it then, only like, lasts like, so long yeah and that lighthearted fun should also be well written and well directed and i just don't think that it is it's not just the tone it's not just like, I don't like this tone as much. It's the quality is not as good. And I feel like because they know they're the shit, like, I just, it feels like they're not trying. And yeah. I really hope that's not the case. But I think this is what happens, unfortunately, with really big shows is that, like, they see, like, wow, I'm popular. I don't need to do much anymore. You know, because it happens with mm-hmm. merchandise. It happens with everything. Like, I just, like, I don't know. Like, I don't like that you know that you're hot shit like and you brag about it and 
do a princess wave and go into interviews and say that it's been two years, you know, since Grogu left in, you know, like I just, uh, oh I God, don't like that. I just, I, it'll be interesting to see what happens after the season. Cause I feel like, I mean, these first two episodes, at least I've seen people who are normally super positive about this show who are just like, what the fuck's going on? The show sucks. It's very strange. Like it it's crazy because I go back to like when this show first started and just being amazed of, oh my God, we're getting a Star Wars show. This is so amazing. We've never seen anything like this. You know, this new streaming service is wonderful, is fantastic. And then we get all these other shows and we're now comparing them to Mandalorian. And now Mandalorian's like, you know, just hanging out in the basement. Like I mean, it was just, it was a, it was a terrible premiere. If that had been like a middle of the season episode, like I wouldn't have loved it, but I wouldn't have went, ah, okay, you know, like fine, whatever, they can all be winners. But if your show was away for two years after a big emotional cliffhanger and that's how you bring your show back, thumbs down. I don't know. I mean, who knows? Maybe they had like previously filmed something with, you know, Karen Dune. Like maybe they had previously done other stuff and they had to scrap it. Like it, it just seems weird, like how the press releases and everything and what they were saying to the press about just different star Wars things. Like I, I don't know. Favreau and Filoni, not my favorites right now. No, like, you know, what's not interesting. Like watching somebody like watching a little kid play with their action figures in the backyard. That's not what I want for a show. Like I want somebody who can actually tell a story and, like, you know, somebody like Gilroy, who isn't such a fan that he has these, like, childhood fantasies of, wouldn't it be cool if we saw this character and this character and this character and this character and this character? And instead he went, okay, here's the universe. I'm going to, like, tell a story that I want to tell. Yeah. And obviously they don't know what story they want to tell because if they did, they wouldn't have like sent Grogu off for like half a fucking episode. They don't know what they were doing. They're fearing losing the thing that got them the most money, the most but attention. But don't set it up at all. That's the thing that I, that I can't, like, I know I said I wasn't going to talk, we've talked this to death, but that's the thing that bothers me is they wrote that story. They're yeah. the ones who decided to send Grogu off and then decided, no, we can't do that. It's terrible storytelling and even if you realize no we don't want to do it figure it out in the first episode of this season don't put it on a different tv show yeah it's all really strange and it's yeah because i really i want to enjoy it like don't get me wrong like i'm not sitting here like you know shitting on people's parades like who really love mandalorian like if you love mandalorian like that's awesome i'm happy for you like it just it's not my cup of tea right now look i am going to shit on their parade it's fucking terrible it's a bad show I hope it gets better, but Jesus fucking Christ. You know it's not terrible? Bad Batch. Oh my god, Bad Batch was phenomenal the last two episodes. God damn, we've gotten some like new creepy bad guys. We've gotten some cool like interesting developments in the story. They're hinting at some stuff that I could maybe hate that I hope they don't go into entirely, but we'll see. And then it's like we got all this new like the Empire is secretly working on some sort of like new creepy cloning slash genetic manipulation. Like they do to the, what does he call it? Like the Zillow Beast? Yes, the Zillow Beast. Good job, Emily. Do you remember that episode? Can't, no. I can't even believe I remember that name. 
I was so proud of you. I I was saying it to Rusty. I was like, hey, you remember the Zillow Beast? He's like, who's Zillow Beast? I'm thinking, I don't know. My guy, I, I bet Emily remembers the Zillow Beast because no. we went on this journey. When, when they said it, when they said it, like, oh, when they attacked, when the blah, 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 when it attacked, of course, I'm like, oh, okay. That's the thing that I probably saw. I like that name. Sounds very familiar. But I did like it. Like, he gets all, like, he grows, he eats electricity, and he grows, and then he goes all Godzilla and is, like, climbing buildings and destroying shit. And... I like I think the idea here is this is how we eventually end up with Snoke and the Empire's bullshit. Which is mm-hmm. fine as long as we never know that. If it's just like I'm perfectly happy knowing the Empire is working on some creepy clone shit of a new type that they're really like desperate to get help on. I would prefer it to just like remain at that level and then fans can go, "Oh, it's probably leading to this." Just never tell me that. I don't want to add. I don't want to see like a little baby Snoke in a, you know, in a stasis chamber. Didn't we see that in a Mandalorian episode where they went to this cloning facility? There was some weird shit going on. But yeah, and we get this new creepy doctor. Um, who is scary. And is going to be coming after Omega. Because if they get Omega, they can um, influence what's her name? Not, not Lama Sue, but Lama Say or not. I only I, remember- I thought it started with an N. Lama anyway, anyway, the other chick, like the other clone lady, is gonna the one who raised Omega. They have her, and they want her to help with their new creepy cloning project. But she doesn't care to help them. But then the, they had brought in the prime minister. She's like, well, there was this little chick. And if you get her, then she'll probably help you. So I'm worried and, about her. That made me so sad. I'm like, oh, no, poor Mega. Like, I hope she's okay. And that's when I was like, wow, I care about these people. Yeah, I like, do. They, I care about them. Like, great. You know, who, you know who else I care about? I care about Crosshair. Oh, man. Oh, our boy Crosshair had a really good <laughs> episode. Fuck, man. That poor dude. Like, I realize it's like, you know, he's made his own choices, but fuck. Because that episode was great. It is super harsh. Um, I I mean, maybe one of the most dickish Imperial officers of all time, this guy. What's his name? I forget because he's dead. Yeah, I, I was sitting there watching this episode going... Like, when it got to the end of the episode, I'm like, oh, man, it'd be so cool if Crosshair just pulled out his gun and killed him. It'd be so great. Like, I'm try- I am was like, okay, they're probably not going to do that because it's, it's still a kid's show. But wouldn't it be awesome if he just pulled out the gun and shot him? And then he pulls out his gun and shoots him. I was so proud of Crosshair because Cross- they did Crosshair dirty, you know, like being mean to him from the start. And then, like, he failed the mission and then they kill- they they let his friend die. Like, what the fuck? But, the, like, so the woman who has him, like, so we're going to get him, that's how we get him connected to back to the main Bad Batch story. Mm-hmm. It's because that chick, that, that lady has him now is one of the people who is working on the clone program. So if they also get Omega, then when the, like, when the boys come to rescue Omega, Crosshair will be there too. It's interesting because when Crosshair was like open, it was like, you know, waking up, you kind of, he, you kind of feel like he wanted to hear Omega's voice because like he's very faint at first. So I'm like, oh, that kind of sounds like Omega. And he probably thinks so too. And then like you get to just like the, the stormtrooper, like 
ISB lady. And I, yeah, what are they going to do with him? I don't know. I mean, obviously they're doing something bad, but I really liked uh, the new clone we got in this one, Mayday. I liked him a yeah. lot. I liked that he was like standing up for his guys. I liked how he talked to Crosshair. And I, I think they did a really good job with this. And I something kind of finally clicked with me with Crosshair. I mean, I've, I've kind of liked him on and off. And I, and I did, you, you, like, you feel bad for him because obviously, like, dude is experiencing, like, some pretty bad shit. But also, like, you know, he chose to remain with the Empire. But when he's, when Mayday is talking to him, you know, and they're, 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 he, Mayday brings up the whole, like, you know, we were good soldiers and we followed orders. And what I realize, at least the way I read that is... Crosshair made the decision he made because if he had gone off with the rest of Bad Batch and stayed with them, he would have had to admit to himself all of the shit that they've done. That was, yes, following orders, but they chose to follow those orders, and those orders were mostly killing people. Mm-hmm. And if the Empire is bad then all that shit they did is bad. And so I think I think the idea that that if I if I stay here and convince myself that I'm doing the right thing, I never have to I never have to look at those past actions either. Yeah, Crosshair is such an interesting character because like I feel like I got like the first kind of sense of emotions from him from you know what happened to you know the other clone and you know just how he was dealing with the empire just just getting rid of the clones like he's probably really he feels it's like very personal because yeah good soldiers they followed orders and this is how they're getting rewarded like i don't know i i feel for crosshair you know he made the decisions he made but he really did get screwed over. Yeah. And, you know, he's probably experiencing some real deep PTSD. And his choice or not, like, sees it as, like, being abandoned by his family. And now also by the one thing that he had, which was being a soldier. And I just, I don't know. I think I think they've done a really good job with that story. I'm very impressed of what they've been able to do with this animated series. I think by far, like, this is my favorite of all the different ones that they've done. Like, I am so surprised that a series about a couple of clone troopers um, and a clone is, like, my favorite thing in Star Wars right now. I It's very weird. Like, you know how negative I was, like, going into the show? Like, we were pretty much the same, like, thinking, like, this is just not a show that we're going to enjoy. But I mean, especially this season, I think there's been one episode I didn't I didn't really like that racing episode because I don't I don't care about mm-hmm. racing. But I, and even that had like nice little mo- character moments in it. But damn, I am just I'm excited to see where they go with it. I know. Are we two episodes from the finale? I think so. There's 16 episodes. 
I don't know. I don't even know what episode we're on. I just watched it and it was good. And because I, I mean, that's part of the problem with streaming is I just, oh, it comes up and I click it and I don't even read anything. Like it just play next. So I never know what episode it is. <laughs> I know. I always go back because I like to see how long it is because I've been, because I hate the internet and, you know, Mando spoiler. So I've been waking up early and um, riding my exercise bike and watching Mando and Bad Batch. So it's been working out for me the past two weeks. I'll probably continue it until. Um, Bad Batch is over, but who knows? But yeah, I they announced too that there's going to be a Bad Batch panel at Celebration, so can't wait to hopefully get into that. Yeah, I'd actually, I'd actually really like to go to that. I, I'm really impressed with this season, of the show. You know, last season I enjoyed the first season. Mm-hmm. Like I thought it was like I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. I would say I probably really liked about half of the episodes, and there was some stuff in there. I'm like blah 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 blah, blah. but. I just really care about this little family. Yeah, I really care about the clones and, you know, about their story from now or from, you know, still being part of the Republic versus, you know, them going rogue against the Empire and just all the different trials, tribulations that they had to deal with. Like, it's really good. I recommend this show to everyone. Like, I go to work. I'm like, gotta watch Bad Batch. You, you like Star Wars? Watch Bad Batch. You know? Not Evan's, sure if I'd recommend Evan, it for kids. Really? I mean, it's a kid show mostly. It just is sometimes. Like, I would say not like six, but if you're like yeah. you know, like ten years old, I think it's probably okay. Yeah, I'm trying to get Kev to catch up. Yeah, good old Kev. Going on about his week. <laughs> I'm just like, you know, the show is actually good. You should watch it. I'll, I'll have another talk with him. And I feel like we we always have talks at Celebration. Uh-huh. Okay. I, was, I was planning on having one with him already, but I mean, maybe we'll oh, okay. have to slide this in, too. What's, what's this conversation going to be about? You know, just... I... <laughs> I just like progress reports, you know? Okay. I need a progress report. Yeah. Progress. All right. I'll allow mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Well, good job, Star Wars. I mean, um, I got to give lots of props to, you know, who's ever in charge of Bad Batch now that Dave's focus on Mando. Like, they're doing fucking phenomenal. Yeah. Um, Do you have any, I mean, I didn't see it, but I don't care about spoilers. Do you have anything you want to talk about with Mando episode two? No, it sucked. (laughs) Okay, fair enough. They're in a cave. He's, okay, uh, first off, like, because he gets to Mandalore. And then he gets captured by something, and then Grogu is able to fly the ship to Bo Katan, and Bo Katan's like actually like, okay, I'll help you save Daddy. So that felt weird. Um, <laughs> I think I just killed Carlos. He's sitting over here. You he can't fucking breathe. So yeah, you know, we go get Daddy. You know, we we rescue him and everything, and then he gets to like the pond where he has to like bathe. And I'm thinking, oh man, he's gonna strip down. No, he goes in his fucking uniform. Like, what the fuck? Like, just let me see some cheeks or something. Like, what the fuck, man? So then he gets pulled in, I think, by like the Mythosaur or something. You see Bo Katan like hold the the, the dark saber. I mean, I guess it's cool, but it's one of those moments where like I was looking away doing something, so I didn't really see it. Like, <laughs> I just like. I'm just, I'm not interested. Like, they went back on Tatooine. We got to see Pele again. She's fun. She's hanging out with a bunch of Jawas. And then they give him R4. 
And R four is like nervous as fuck being on a uh, Mandalore because he has to like scan the air, make sure it's safe. But like, I don't know what happens to the little fucker. But I don't know. It, it it's kind of all over the place. I mean, that's life, you know. Life's all over the place. But I'm just bored. But I love Pedro, which sucks because it's like I get Pedro on on Sundays, and he's so terrible and wonderful, and I love him, and then. I get him in this, and I'm like, I have to remind myself, hey, you like Pedro. You like Pedro. The show shit, but you like Pedro. But I think Grogu's fine, too. You know, Grogu's doing baby things. Like, you know, Grogu's cute. That's all. That's all I really have to say. I feel like I'm going to, you know, go on other tangents, but it's. You didn't miss out, Emily. You didn't miss out. Okay. I'll watch it at some point. Probably this weekend, but. Yeah. No, uh. No weird neon blue Mando masks, too. I thought it was weird the first episode where, like, everyone's armor is, like, really, like, matte and brand new looking for, like, the ceremony for, like, little kid. Yeah. I thought that was weird. I'm thinking, looks a little funny. That's just me being critical, though. I don't know. We'll see. I mean... Hopefully it gets better, but if not, oh well. Yeah, that is what it is. We have Bad Batch. And you know, we have Celebration coming up, so we have a bunch of panels that we could potentially go to or hear about, because apparently they're streaming some panels. So, yeah. yeah, that's nice. That's nice. Hopefully I'll get into some panels so I don't have to sneak into some again. I didn't like doing that. I mean, I would like it if they would make some fucking announcements about it, but whatever. Yeah, that's fine. It's surprisingly, like, that's the last thing I'm stressing about right now. I mean, I'm not really stressing about, like, anything, like, trip-related, really, like, at this second. But I know, like, as it gets closer, like, I don't even know what I'm wearing yet. Like, I'm just trying to think about my wardrobe, if I need to buy anything. Um, But, yeah, but it's fine. Like, we'll get there when we get there. But I can't believe we get to get there. I can't believe we get to hang out again and... The band yeah. is back together. And I'll be good. Yeah. Hanging out with my good friend Emily Lind. Yay. Fantastic. All right. What else do we have? Oh, Emily. You were on a podcast this week. Oh, yeah. I was on the High Potions podcast, which is a video game podcast that our good buddies Haas and Steve do. I had a lot of fun. We were talking about the old, like, 90s um, LucasArts adventure games. So, like, the um, Indiana Jones games and the um, Monkey Island and Day of the Tentacle. They were these sort of, like, point-and-click, you know, use-item give item kind of games um and i so we kind of went through all those had a good i had a good time they're good guys uh listen to that podcast if you like video games at all or even like me who doesn't you know not particularly into video games but they're really passionate about it and are very funny and intelligent and good guys so i enjoy listening to that every week yeah i've been listening to them every week too for the past couple weeks and they're a lot of fun and i really like this episode too because i didn't know that lucas arts did as many games as you know you guys were listing 
because funny enough, one of my favorite LucasArts games is this game that they did in like 2003, 2005 called like Thrillville, where it's like an amusement park game where like you create your own amusement park. Oh, fun. It was so much fun. Like, I don't know if any of them played it, but I, I can't wait to one day like hear them talk about it because that was like my favorite game growing up. Super fun. But yeah, I enjoyed the episode. Uh, Oz and Steve are great. Especially Steve. He's good. And very talented. He is in uh, the band Stone Cobra. And they, if you like to listen to um, Blue Harvest, they do the theme for them. This is a stupid question. But like, what does Steve do in, Steve, in Stone Cobra? Does he do everything? Is he like one of those people that like you know how like they 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 have that like that tri instrument like does I mean does it's he not do a one, it's not it's not a one man band. Oh, I know, but like I I just want to know what Steve does so I can like vision it in my head. It's like an excellent guitar player, and I, yeah, I think does, he, does he do vocals too? Yeah. Okay, yeah, I I figured you he can, did vocals. You can look up there. They, they have some videos online. I don't know why I didn't think of that. Maybe because it's like sometimes like, you know, I forget that it's real life. Like I'm not this like fiction like character in a, in a game or, in, you know, I mean, for God's sake. doesn't seem quite healthy, but <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know why I didn't think of that. It's the funniest thing. Now I'm picturing Steve in one of those like, like one man band, like busker things where they have like the drum and the cymbals that they like pull the little string with their feet. Yeah. And he'd be fun at parties. Hire Steve. I, mean, I think that'd be real annoying at parties, but <laughs> yeah, that's great. Well, I got a text message from Emily the other day saying that um, our good friend Steve um, requested that I read um, an entry from my diary. It's time again for the diary. Brittany Brown. So I'm going to start that up again because I know that's everyone's favorite segment. I mean, it's my favorite because like I love going back on the stupid shit that I've done and said because I've done and said some pretty, pretty wild things. I mean, not really done, but just said because it's like I was so dramatic. I mean, I still am to a point, <laughs> but I'm an adult now. So like I... I have to maintain normalcy. So, unhinged teenage Brittany. Let's go back to August of 2009. Like this was this was the end of chapter 2 in my in my diary. I don't know if you remember, but there's chapters. Like there's Oh like, yeah, that's right. Yeah, there's like chapter 1's like the end of 8th grade. Chapter 2 is the summer before freshman year so this is the end of chapter two right before chapter three and you know i'm I'm really struggling because like all this stuff happened at that thing with chuck and you know i i can't stop thinking about him like i just chuck chuck's just in my head and august 6th 2009 the quote for this one is, it all came back to me, dot, 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 everything. Okay. And the, the title for this one is Still There Somehow. <sighs> okay. 
on Tuesday, I went to tennis practice. I was doing great and I was happy. Then when I got in the car, I almost forgot that me and my sister were going to the mall. I had a gut feeling that Chuck was going to be there. About an hour of after being there, I got some stuff and we were walking back from insert store name here. Then all of a sudden, I saw him. I freaked out. When we walked by each other, I just looked at him. He was wearing a light blue shirt that made his eyes light up <laughs> and his hair was all up like how he puts it. That's all I saw. We looked at each other, smiled, and said hi. I, I still now to this date remember his facial expression and blue shirt. <laughs> After I saw him, my heart started to pump fast and loud, and I was shaking. It all came back. The feelings are back. I then realized that there will always be a place in my heart for him. I still love him. I remember seeing him every day. I sometimes even cry because I know that this was the last time seeing him. I have cried a lot over him. I am going to make a list. What does that mean? I don't know. Does it continue? I'm going to make a list of? I don't know. I don't know what this list of. I th- Maybe I was going to make a list of like how many times he made me cry. I mean, <laughs> technically, like I am laughing so hard. I'm crying right now. So I think that maybe I could put that on the list. Oh, there you go. I think when I was in eighth grade. um, Or no, I think I forget when this was. I don't know if this is like the summer or something. Like I had a piece of paper. And I put like all of the song lyrics that like made me think of him. So like I don't I just wrote it down on this like piece of paper. So it was like a bunch of like Taylor Swift, like some like Rihanna. Um, I forget what else was on there, like just different miscellaneous shit. That's what that reminds me of. But anyways, we'll continue on. Um, I'm gonna make a list. Haha. <laughs> also, I got a puppy. Well, seeing him again was a test that God gave me, and I failed because I realized I'm still in love with him, and he's not. That's it. So, I want to remind you. So, number one, you know, I say here that, you know, I'm, this is going to be the last time I see him. Number one, it wasn't. Uh Uh-huh. Number two, we lived in the same town. Like, probably, like, five, ten minutes from each other. Yeah. So, like, I wasn't like I was, like, was he going off to war? No. Like, we were just going to different high schools. And, you know, I, you know, I have in this head, in my head, that I'm in love with him. I'm in love with him. I'm like, I met him, like, once or twice. Oh, yeah, but there's, like, a, a, what's it called? Like, the end of the book? Like, the prolude? The prologue? The prologue. There's an epilogue. There's an epilogue, Emily. It's just your luck. Okay. Oh, wait, never mind. There's no epilogue. That was just the, the trailer. No, I I will give you the trailer for chapter three. All right. This is the trailer, Emily. So this is my first half of high school. Everything changes. I realize many things, but there are two things 
I cherish most about this chapter. I finally accept and get something I have always wanted. Could you guess, Emily? Could you ever guess what I am talking about here? What are you talking about, Brittany? I don't know. We're going to have to find <laughs> out. We're going to have to find out through this journey of life where I'm just going to continue reading my diary. But no, this is this is fucking funny. It's it's hilarious. I hope someone else and I I hope other people enjoy this too. <laughs> Me laughing about weird things I said when I was a teenager cuz I don't know, teenagers are funny and especially that I have like written proof of like how nutty I was yes. is like one of my favorite things about myself. So Brittany, do, do you still have a place in your heart for him? No. Like you always will? No. <laughs> do you do you do you still remember what the blue shirt looked like? Yes. One hundred and ten percent, which is which is funny, because like I I remember that like I remember that clearly. Like I remember like walking out of that store and just like walking past it, like just like time froze. Like it was just like you know you hear like the thump 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 thump, uh-huh. and then like you walk past each other, and then just like the hi, and then just like oh my god, what did I do? What did I say? Like. And it was just, it was so funny. It was funny, too, how, like, I just knew. Like, I knew he was going to be there. Like, why the fuck did I know that, Brittany? Like, why did you know that he was going to be there? Like, did you just want him to be there so that you can have this, like, dramatic, like, walk next to each other thing? Like, I don't know. I would, I, my, there were a couple screws loose in there. I mean, there still probably are, but, I mean, not as much now. I'm still wondering about that list, Emily. I, what I wonder, what it, it sounds like it was going to be a list of like the times it made you cry, but I don't know. Hmm. Yeah. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Um, did we have a quick bed watch to do before? We say farewell this episode. Oh, I mean, we can hold it off. I mean, we're already an hour in. Oh, wow. Time just goes by fast. What do you do? Well, Emily, where can we find you in the podcast on social media? Uh, I am on Twitter and Instagram at EF Lind. The show is at Cantabite Pod. You can send us email, cantabitepod at gmail.com. Brittany, where are you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram as Canto Brit. Right. Sounds good. Right. Yeah. Thank you, everyone, for listening, and we will talk to you next time. Bye. Bye. Here we go. Yo, 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 and away we go It's time to serenade my girl Lindo Sorry the ladies where I had to say no But if I'm cheating on Serena, it's on Canto No shame in the game Make even Rogue One seem tame But I blame it on Brit with a ginger main main Yeah, that's fire 
Love on the rocks, please love on my socks. Lindo fanfic leaves y'all shocked, especially when y'all truly whips out his cock. Canto bite, episode 100. Hey yo, I'm back, no fulcrum this time. I'm on a flight to the bay and I'm writing some rhymes. My top three running through my head, you know. So I had to come correct when they hit the hundo. My girls E and B deserve congratulations. Our adulation for the weekly creation. My last celebration was all about them, but this time I gotta drop lines for our friends. This is for the bitches, strictly for the bitches. Give it up for the bitches, all the Canto bitches. This one's for my bitches, only for the bitches. Throw your hands up, bitches, all my Canto bitches. Start off with my Aussies, Catherine's a sweet one. Brought cash into lunch with Canto bitch number one. Josh made it a team and had bourbon and cornflakes. The kind of ice cream that made him show me his old face. Got to meet Turbo and throw back some brew. Fish tacos and San Fran, you know we approve. Rebecca from Perth, I haven't met you yet. Last shout to Fruity dude, I didn't forget. This is for the bitches, strictly for the bitches Give it up for the bitches, all the Canto bitches This one's for my bitches, only for the bitches Throw your hands up, bitches, all my Canto bitches Rabia and Adele often email the show I cut a track on them trolls with Johnny Grosso Jesse McGee busted a rap for me Met her and horse B at Scum and Villainy King Tom, Death Watch, the most regal of fathers Got to behold the luscious locks of Strata Shouted Rusty last time, so I shout a Raj too You know the list ain't complete without lesson, boo this is for the bitches, strictly for the bitches Give it up for the bitches, all the Canto bitches This one's for my bitches, only for the bitches Throw your hands up, bitches, all my Canto bitches Now if I didn't say your name, don't feel no shame You love the fun, the games, and refresher bangs Hang on every word of Lindo's fanfic Where she describes every vein in Mendo's dick Spread the word, maybe buy a t-shirt I don't know, maybe ask the girls if Yaddle squirts Take your CBD, send in your top three, And you'll always be a bitch like me Get him, Eric.